what it is! How's it going, everybody? Today we're going to be talking about Wonka, the newest movie to hit the screen that's talking about that crazy guy that runs the chocolate factory, once had a kid go over there because of a golden ticket or something. It makes no difference, because this time we're going to find out the myth behind the legend, and we're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about the chocolate, the madness, the, the, the magic, and of course, those little Oompa Loompa creatures. We're going to talk about the whole thing. So if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. Hey Welcome to the First Wants to Die podcast. We've got a little bit of underscore intro music going on for this week. This is our end of the year. This is this is what happens at the end of the year. We just go off the rails. Uh, welcome back to the First Wants to Die. We hope you're having a great week so far, whether you're listening to this at the beginning of the week, the middle of the week, the end of the week. We hope your week is good nonetheless. Here with Alex. And Jerome, how are y'all doing today? How are you doing, Alex? Oh, great. Um, I have multiple things to show you guys because I'm really excited about it. Uh, but first, my mom came to town, which is why we didn't do the podcast last week. And because of Jonathan's stuff, too, but he'll get to that. Um, it was really nice to have my mom in town for the week. She came for my sister's birthday, which was on Thursday. And my sister, uh, for her birthday, I took her to see the Blackhawks versus the Kraken, Seattle Krakens. It was so freaking cool. Uh, we were like really up in the nosebleed section, but it was still so like visible and so good. And we had these like bunch of kids behind us who they're like about six boys, maybe like 11 to 10 to nine. They were adorable. They knew the game so well. I was kind of listening into the conversation when they were explaining <laughs> stuff. I was like, all right, all right. So you don't want to do this. That's a penalty. Got it. Got it. I can figure this out. But, like, hockey was actually pretty good. I've never really gotten into the sport until uh, the Blackhawks started to win the Stanley Cup back in 2005, 2006, I think. Not even, I think it was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. It was like 2010, 2011. Um, But it was really fun. Uh, She got free nachos because we told the concessions people, she's like, it's my first game. I'm like, it's her birthday, too. And they're like, well, we can't charge you. They're like, we just can't. I was like, that is so sweet. So we got some, yeah, we got some nice loaded nachos and Seahawks won seven to, I'm sorry, Seahawks. Mm. Seattle Krakens won seven to one. Because the Seahawks Um, have not been winning. Did the Seahawks win Sunday? Actually, wait, I I didn't watch the game today. Oh no, the game's tomorrow. But Seahawks have not won like the last four games. They have not. Really? Um, Yeah. Well, I was really, I was kind of sad the Blackhawks didn't win. A little bit because you know that's still my hometown. Uh, but seeing how we go to like all the games with you know Seattle versus Chicago, Chicago ain't doing so well. <laughs> so it wasn't a surprise. It was more like a come on, man. Like your old team used to be <laughs> up there. Now y'all, listen. I know your pain. Great. I my Panthers have not been. This has been a terrible season for us this this season in football. We are now Jet status. Of just the, one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. We need yeah. to rebuild. It's we got like, to start from the ground up. Fire everybody. Fire the coach. 
fired all the players just to start over, burn it down, it, scorch earth style, start over. It's kind of that energy right now where it's like, yeah, I'm from Chicago. You know, but I have to be like, I don't really watch sports, so I, I don't know what's going on over there. You gotta lie a little bit, be like, don't ask me about my team right now, please. Uh, but it was actually so much fun and really cool to watch, and I think I like hockey now. Uh, and do you see your go- yourself going to a game uh, in the near future? If I can afford it, yes. <laughs> Those tickets are expensive, even though it was uh, through a mutual acquaintance that I got the tickets from. Uh, they were still expensive. Those tickets are insane, which I don't know why they need to be, but it's still it was still so much fun. I was really excited to take her, and I think she had a good birthday. But I wanted to also show you guys a couple things. While my mom was in town, we went to Polsbo, and I don't know if you guys know about radiation glassware. No, uh, like were you were you, like glass blowing? Is that what you? No, 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 radiation. So you know back. Back in a time, like the radiation girls, they used to use uranium and other radiation materials to paint glassware and stuff. Oh. Ooh. The cool things about radiation is it glows under blacklight. Ooh. Ooh. So I have a radioactive teacup. Actually, I have four of them. <laughs> wow. Why is that, like, perfect for you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to take that. But you know what? At the same time, it's like Alex having radiation glassware makes sense. Um, it's not poisonous and actually not like toxic radiated, but it, it's really just cool to see because of how much it glows. And now I'm going to go find cool. more. Yeah, I love it. And the second, and we went to Pulsebo and I found it. And the second thing I wanted to show you guys was I got this a couple weeks ago, but I never had, I kept forgetting about it. It's me as a Funko Pop. Oh my god! How you changed your profile pic, but I was yeah. like, "Oh, I forgot great. about that." But it'd be with a little coffee cup that and cool. a little cheddar came with it. Nice. Oh my gosh! I love this thing. I was laughing so hard because I do come up with a box with your name, <laughs> and you can write something on the back. You know, like they do with the sayings. I'm gonna put no because that's often what I say first, but. I had this around my desk for a long time and anytime can I help you? You're early today. <laughs> He's early for his disruption. I was like, I heard my name, so I'm coming over. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and just plop you down. He uh, saw his but, wax figure. Ah, he's got a little wax figure. But yeah, it was really cute. And then I'm just in love. Every time I see this, it makes me smile so much. And it's so funny. And where, then I learned I, you, the little pants you order it online? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your legs you can trade out the legs for different hands uh yeah i ordered it online i was just talking with co-workers one day and i was talking about the funko pops and i was like oh you can make your own and we went on the website and we kind of did it and i'm like oh but i like it so much i'm like i'm not gonna do it i mean it's there's no reason to there, it's nonsense and somehow i ended up buying it right then and there and i was like all right i got it I couldn't resist. It's just so cute. And now little Alex so is like, in a Richie. You, you go, that's how they get you. Because you you see it and you're like, ooh. I'm yeah, no. Because you're doing it for fun. You're like, this is fun. This is cool. Right. And then you're like, oh. But it kind of looks like me. And it's cute. And it's a Funko. And I love Funkos, if you don't know. And I also got a Funko Dracula. Oh, nice. 
Uh, so How much like, was your, like, your custom Funko to make of yourself? It was only $40. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Perfect. some, yeah, somebody else made a custom one of their own. And because they had not ordered from Funko before, they got a 10% discount because they did the sign up thing. Okay. So you can even get a discount for it. But it's really cool. And I love little Funko Alex. And now Funko Alex is sitting in a radiation teacup. Nice. So those were the things I wanted to show you guys that was really exciting, especially about the teacup. And I love that you said it makes sense for me. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sure. little it's it's a it's a little it's a little bit of uh dangerous mixed with a little bit of sweet. Aww. So, <laughs> I feel sweet. like that describes you perfectly. Thank you. I don't know how I'm dangerous, but I swear I'm very nice all you'll the be, time. You'll be pulling that sword out from nowhere, all right, Alex? Don't it's a machete. Get it right. It's a machete. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is. It's actually with arms reach right now. I can just, it is at ready at all times. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, but yeah, I spent most of the week with my mom, which was great. We did Polsbo. We did a lot of walking around. Um, Celebrated my sister's birthday, and it was just nice to have her around. Uh, and yeah, I miss her, so it was, it was good to see her because I didn't get to see her earlier this year, which sucks. So, but now I have my place all back to myself, which is also you know kind of nice because for anybody who listens or anybody that knows, I live in a very very tiny studio apartment, a micro studio that is not built for two people. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, Constantly, I'd be like, you have to sit down so I can go back and forth to do things. Like, we had to be out of each other's way. But I will miss her. How has your guys' week been? Jerome, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. I've been playing a lot of video games. I'm replaying God of War right now, which is fun. Um, But also, a big shout out to Baldur's Gate winning Game of the Year at the Game Awards. which was the weirdest year for the game awards because uh to call it an award show is to give it a little too much credit (laughs) like it was mostly just e3 with some awards thrown in (laughs) because most most of the time was spent just revealing new games um that are coming out uh either this year like in you know next year uh or 2025 uh, speaking of games coming out in 2025, also everyone's still still jazzing and it broke records about that GTA 6 trailer. Everyone's excited for that, and I, I, myself included, especially because I was like, I don't know what how much research they did, but damn it, if they haven't nailed Florida, like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, I've seen all the like posts about detail. that. It is Florida for like I mean some of them are nods to actual things like actual uh social media videos that have happened in Florida but the lady twerking on the car the mud like wranglers and people who are just hanging out in mud stuff the gators just hanging out in pools and walking in gas stations just psycho people walking around at a moment's notice and the just amount of African American people and different body types and skin tones and colors and everything. And then like night, the nightlife of Miami, like it captured like for if the trailer is to be believed of what the game's going to be like, it's Florida, like hardcore, <laughs> which I, I expected no less from them because GTA five, which takes place in their version of Los Angeles is Los Angeles, like down to a T. So 
makes sense that their next game taking place in Vice City, which is their version of Miami, would they would totally capture that Florida spirit and uh, the the environment of Florida. So I'm excited for that. Looks good. Uh, also uh, excited for it because I've been watching. I didn't get a chance to finish it because I had something to do, but I will finish it and probably do a mini review of it. I'm watching the Archies, which is a movie on Netflix, but it's a Bollywood style Archies uh, adaptation where it, ta- it takes place in India. The a language spoken for majority of the movie is Hindu. Um, granted, uh, there's some English thrown in there too, because this is, uh, it takes place in around that time period when England has, uh, left India. But uh, all the characters are the same. Archie, uh, Veronica, Betty, Jughead, all of them. They're all there. <laughs> it's just, and it's a musical too. So it's just great. <laughs> it's a, it's oh, really I love fun. Bollywood musicals. They're yeah, so good. It's a long movie. It's two and a half hours long. But it still is, uh, it's a good film uh, from what I've seen so far. I can't wait to watch the rest of it and finish it. Um, it's just great. It's just a great time. Uh, and speaking of um, things on Netflix, also finished Squid Game. Uh, Dang, you stole one of mine. <laughs> but no, let's get Yeah, I, I finished it and I have to say, uh, at first I was like, all right, whatever. Um, it, it was a bit of a lackluster ending for me. But for different, the reasons. last episode was was not great. Yeah, but I will say also though I, I've been more interested as of late. Hey, spoiler after watching alert the for show. Squid Game. Yeah, come huh? on, I haven't watched it. No, I'm not gonna spoil. Oh, okay, I, okay, I won't spoil it either. No, you can spoil it. It's fine. I take forever to watch things. It's understandable. Okay. No, I, I mean, yeah, the the finale is not amazing, but it it's a finale. It ends. But up until um, then, up until then, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but I've been more interested, if anything else, than watching the many contestants from Squid Game, some of which who were the famous people and some of which were just like the background folks talking about the terrible conditions they were under <laughs> like competing, which is funny because there's like an after credit stinger in the finale that is basically just an advertisement to be like, hey, you want to be in Squid Game? Go to this website and submit for season two. And I'm like, two is coming. you have the nerve to ask people to, to uh, be to sign up for season two when all these contestants from season one, all they can talk about is, yeah, it was trash being there. They didn't feed us <laughs> right. We were in the Whoa. cold and, there was so, and we were in so much pain. There wasn't enough stuff there. <laughs> but that's literally Squid Game. Yes. Okay, from okay, the movie, that's the show. thing that's funny. This, is I'm like, so it thing. was like Squid Game, <laughs> right? This is this is the thing. So, and they at the uh, after the last episode, Netflix they have a behind the scenes uh, episode talking about like the making of the show and everything. They filmed it in England. They um, filmed they filmed uh, red light green light in like an airport hangar because that's the the only space that would be big enough to have like a football field size uh, area where they can film. Yeah. Cause they need uh, bodies for the actual show. I think uh, for yeah. a lot of the like bodies piling up and stuff. Yeah. And like uh, for, and apparently I didn't, I didn't watch all of the behind the scenes episode. I just watched like the last, the first 10 minutes and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm done. But <laughs> they, I heard I heard that they use stunt doubles for the bridge game, 
like when they would drop people, those were stunt doubles that were falling and not the actual contestants because it was too much of like a safety risk. So that those makes were, sense. The, yeah, those were stunt doubles that were falling. So like some of the behind, you hear some of the behind the scenes stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They were in England in like the winter time. So of course it's going to be cold. And I feel like the discourse for Squid Game, at first it was like, oh my gosh, everyone's talking about what Netflix, what are y'all doing? These players faced horrible conditions. And then it kind of turned and it was like, one, this is what y'all signed up for. Did you watch the show? You need $14.99 for a Netflix subscription. Do your homework before you go on the show. And two, <laughs> this is for $4.56 million. What you just expected to 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 live at the Ritz Carlton, all right, for, for two and a half. I mean, I I give I gave them a pat like I do understand what they meant for like because like uh, one example is the girl we were talking about in the last episode, Alex, about the girl who squatted and she was in yeah. so much pain and then she passed out or whatever. Apparently, like the way they cut it in the show, it makes it look like it was like, I don't know, five Same minutes, day. and then she just passed out. Apparently, she was in that position for like almost 40 <laughs> and that's why she quit she like, and so they cut down a lot of the like amount of time for some of the things and like and i only say it that way because that's one of the major complaints a lot of the contestants had where they're like it's freezing that's why they a lot of them had their hands in their pockets too mm-hmm. it's not because they're we had talked about hands this. it's because yeah. they're they were they're so cold. They they you had to warm up their hands. You know, all I can think every time I hear something more about the Squid Games, like now with the body doubles, I've heard a lot of like, oh, terrible conditions, but they actually, you know, it was cold. It's England and winter. I get it. Is how far we've come from the reality show we grew up with. Does anybody remember original Fear Factor? They had them eating testicles. They had these people trapped in a car in water, hoping that their partner possibly would save them. They had them in cages, cockroaches. Yeah, in worms and spiders, and be like, make sure you don't move. And there was that weird game from Ireland or Scotland that nobody talks about ever again, where they actually had them had like even a train of stinky cheese right in front of them, and if they vomit or flinch, oh, don't flinch or something like that. They had like a washer swing this close to their nose, and if the person, of course, flinched, they got out of the game. But it's like, that was a washer. I mean, mechanical issues could have happened, and that washer could have crushed our head like nothing. But these people were chilly and had to keep their hands in their pocket. And they didn't get a cookie with their lunch. I think right. the biggest thing was that, like, they're, um, that also, for me, the only thing that I was like, that kind of makes sense, because I, I thought about that, is that apparently there were certain characters on the show, like some of the, like, uh, people that we actually did get to know, that the show, would keep around like they would get eliminated but then like the show would be like ah no you're not eliminated actually you, like you're sticking around because the, like for the narrative which i was like yeah that's but here's my thing i'm like them people complaining about that or like it's not fair i'm like it's a reality tv show it was literally not fair the second you show you signed up yeah if if that if that is the case, which I've heard that as well, I haven't like seen any specific or heard any specific stories um, yet. But uh, if that is the case, that is a little sus uh, because you know games do have rules, but also they have you have contracts, and in the contract it, it most likely says 
the producers could basically do whatever they want. So my um, thing is, I'm like, while I had fun watching the show, it it really shouldn't exist. <laughs> it is kind of a disingenuous, like, like uh, addition it, it, to a show that is supposed to be about like how like the like uh, about society and how like a lot of people like people could be so destitute that they would do anything for money, even go as far as to be in a blood game and. For you to turn that into a reality TV show that really only exists for our entertainment and nothing else doesn't even have anything to say about society, really. Like it's kind of it's kind of proving the point. <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> it's proving that we would all accept the Hunger Games as reality. I mean, that's true. I, people who probably th- just like if the, if people did die on this show, I feel like their viewership would go down a little. But not well, by much. I think it would actually go up, to be honest. Probably. It would probably go People up. People are insane. Yeah. Well, at the end, they had to they had to uh, show the little clips of everybody living their lives just to show, like, hey, these people are still alive. Wow. All right? Because you know there are going to be those people out there. Um, but the one thing I really got annoyed with people complaining about is, uh, and I won't reveal who the winner was, but when it was it, there, there was an article or, and, and there were stories um, out there that said the winner hadn't received their money yet. Even, and this was at, this was like a couple days after the finale had aired y'all in reality competition, TV shows, when the TV show is filmed like months or year, year plus before it airs, the person who wins usually does not get the money until after the show airs because one there's rules in like the contract and stuff and two you don't want the person to be buying a big old house and then it'd be like oh where did that person get that money from they must because a lot of them were a lot of the uh, like apparently a lot of the contestants that they say were like the game was rigged for were social media people who are like yeah. are not necessarily like that's their job, but just people who have like clear social media followings or like they're they're big on social media and they have like at least a, a, a good chunk of followers or something like that. So it's likely that, you know, whoever would have won, there's a possibility they could have possibly been like bragging about, oh, man, I just bought a mansion with all my squid game money. And meanwhile, the show isn't even out yet. Right. So like you can't risk that. I remember uh, one of the dating shows back in the early 2000s. I forget which one it was. They were talking about how they weren't allowed to see each other up until six months before their like reunion special. They're like, yeah, we weren't allowed to see each other. We could call each other, but we weren't allowed to be seen in public. We weren't allowed to go to each other's home to contract. We weren't allowed to do anything. And I think they were like, you get like a trip to blah, 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 because you ended up together. We didn't get to do that until almost six months after the premiere. And then everything started slowly, slowly trickling in. And we were allowed to be in couple in reality. And they're like, it was super hard to become a couple after all this magical moment. Now it's like, I get to have a phone call and a FaceTime with them. Not a FaceTime, but like a video chat at the time (laughs) because they just weren't allowed to do that. And yeah, I think people don't think about that. It's all, one, it's contract. It's what you're signing up to do. And two, it's also for the winner not to. I mean, people are crazy back then and they're crazier now with trying to figure out who would win. 
So they would be look. They were probably scrutinizing everybody who was a social media person. Like, are the, I wonder if they got that from their winnings. That's a little expensive. How do you think they bought that? People would try to look for every single clue to find out if that person was like the winner or not. Right. It's true. Yeah. So overall, so, I, in I other words, we're a Netflix defenders podcast. But, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, like Netflix my thing is, I'm just like. I don't feel bad because I'm just like, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a reality TV show. At the end of the day, none of these people are out of a job when they left the show. Like, like they all still get to keep their lives, go back home and be perfectly fine. Uh, and nobody died. So all things considered, it's whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much been my week. Oh yeah. I've been playing a lot of the finals as well. Speaking of the Game Awards, they, annu- they uh, announced that the season one came out and it's been a lot of fun. And if you're listening to this podcast and you play the finals on PS5 more specifically, but there is cross platform. So whatever you play it on, let me know. I- I'd be down to-, to play with you. What is so, the yeah. finals? It's a competitive shooter, um, kind of like something like uh, Fortnite or Apex Legends. This one's first person shooter, though. Um, so not like Fortnite in that way, but um, but it's a heist shooter where you're you as in a team of three are competing to steal uh a like vault of money and protect it and keep other players from stealing same money but also the cool thing about the game is the entire world is destructible so like for example the cash out boxes where you take the vault to like get the money it might be on the second floor of a building and you're like we need to steal it how do we do that no problem blow up the whole second floor now it's on the first floor or you're just like we need to protect it we need to cover it in rubble no problem blow out all the walls now the whole building is just rubble sitting on top of the thing or whatever so there's like it's it's really fun to just kind of crash through walls blow up stuff and uh, and at the same time it's very it can be very competitive it can be really intense i have won a few games and stuff hey. And uh, getting getting better, still learning, like on how to get good. But I am I enjoy it. It's a it's a really fun game, and I'm glad that it's doing well uh, with a lot of people playing it. So, you know, I'm open to building a team. <laughs> I just gotta gotta like uh, make time and find people willing to play it. Cool. And how are you doing, Jonathan? How's your week been? Good. Uh, as I was talking with you guys before the episode, it's been hectic, but um, I'm glad that it is. we are moving into a new week and moving into um, the holiday week. And uh, surprisingly, this upcoming week should be a little less hectic. Um, on Tuesday, uh, I, I told Alex and Jerome, uh, but I can't tell the audience yet. I hate to be that guy. Um, but just know that I had a career highlight moment, um, and it was really great. Uh, and I'll talk about it maybe like a year's time on the podcast. (laughs) Um, and I know that's annoying, but that is what it is. (laughs) And then that same day, uh, I also got to meet through work, um, through an event that we held at work, um, I got to meet five of the players from this past season from Big Brother because they came to the event at work uh, and it was great. So shout out to uh, Riley, Matt, Blue, Bowie Jane, 
and Jag, the winner of Big Brother 25, uh, who all came. I got to meet them and, and, and chat with them. So that was, that was, uh, really awesome. Uh, and then, uh, the rest of the week has been occupied by, uh, my show that I've been doing. Uh, it's called On the Farce Day of Christmas. It's at the Little Fish Theater in San Pedro, California. If you care to come and I know we have some California listeners on the podcast. So show up. <laughs> we got one more weekend. Um, if you that felt like the softest threat ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes like, the soft threats are the scariest. It's like the most gentlest threat. Get over here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was it. That's my week. I've also been talking about how many movies I've been wanting to watch and have watched none of them. Same. I have <laughs> oh, speaking of movies, five. actually, I want to see, despite the, the reviews have not been good so far, but I still am going to watch it, is uh, Rebel Moon coming out on Netflix. Uh, this I've seen so through. much advertising about that and it does not... I mean, haven't seen anything about it. It's the new Zack Snyder epic that's supposed to be two movies, each one is four hours long. Uh, <laughs> is but it like, why, does though? It just look like this? No, uh, it's live action, but it does have that Zack Snyder like cartoon quality, definitely. <laughs> but like, why though? Why I? At why? Least I think they're four hours each. They might be less than that, but I know they are going to be long each of them. Like it's a two movie. It's a two part movie. First part comes out this Thursday. Next part comes out in January. You know what movie I blame for this Titanic? Because I never remembered. I never remembered. Before then. <laughs> what four hours movies before Titanic? Gone with the Wind, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, yeah. yeah I but none of them, they, ha- they had their own popularity. But like a lot of like young people now don't remember Gone with the Wind. But they remember Titanic still. Or they know of Titanic. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel like Gone with the Wind was, was in its own place. And so it was uh, Prince of Arabia. But like Titanic, ever since after that movie, all these movies have gotten just longer. It's just been so much longer after that. That felt like the starter mark. Those other ones were just special on their own. After Titanic, all of a sudden the movies were no longer like 90 minutes. They're now 120. And they were just slowly creeping up more and more. To be fair, this is a Zack Snyder problem. Zack Snyder as of late have not, has not been able, outside of the army of the dead movies... Uh, which he didn't make Army of Thieves, but I like that movie too. But Army of the Dead, I, re- I really liked. I thought it was fun. And uh, that movie was pretty short, actually. It's pretty tight. But the outside of that one, his last few movies have all been ridiculously long. Like, like Batman v Superman, or rather, the ones that make sense. Because whenever he's had to cut them down, they're terrible. But then it's like, but it's because there's scenes missing. Because for some reason, he can't tell a story shorter than like, nearly three hours to two and a half hours because like batman v superman the director's cut is like close to three hours justice league is four hours like the full Zack snyder cut was four hours which i still never watched and this movie that movie no i will say for the justice league movie it could have been at least three hours if not everything was in slow motion (laughs) just watch it at like two point speed it'll look like a normal movie (laughs) <laughs> that's how much but, it was slow motion 
I at the same time though, I will say Rebel Moon looks cool. I think it looks uh apparently this was Zack Snyder's like Star Wars pitch or a pitch that he had in his back pocket for what he would do if he could do a Star Wars movie. And you could tell because it, a lot of it looks like Star Wars. <laughs> Down to the villains being basically Nazis. Like it's <laughs> just like it's Star Wars. I do love so. good fan fiction movie. Yeah, so I, but I, and like, and you know, the critics not like have uh, been giving it a hard time, but I'm still willing to watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, I'm not like the world's biggest Zack Snyder fan. I used to be, but uh, after, after a few more times, I was like a few more movies, a Sucker Punch, especially. I've just been like, eh, I mean, he's a great visual director. Like, the, I cannot deny that the man doesn't make stuff that looks cool. But storytelling wise, he just he just needs a little bit of work making uh, his characters stand out a lot more and making his stories kind of feel a, little more, a bit more fleshed out as opposed to making uh, just moments for cool stuff to happen. But there's no rhyme or reason why it's just cool stuff happens because I want to make cool stuff happen. So we'll see. I mean, like and because I, I feel like. The critics are being hard on the first movie, but I'm like. You know it's a two-part movie, though. What if you watch the second part and it makes the first part make more sense? Like, if you want to think if this movie was not meant to be two movies. Because I felt like the same way about Dune, too. Where people are like, I mean, we did a review of Dune, but even then I said, like, I, re- like, I feel like Dune part one giving it a grade is kind of hard to do when we know it's requires part two to finish the story. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Well, we'll get that part two in March. It's coming out in March. Yeah. May. The trailers, trailers uh, look good for it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Austin Butler fight Timothy Chalamet, both actors who are stuck in their personas. Timothy Chalamet is Chalamet is sad boy. Chalamet. And, and uh Austin Butler is Elvis. Is Elvis. Uh, <laughs> you know he's gonna have that accent. No, this time I think he's going to be regular Austin Butler, just like in his perfume commercials right now. But anyway. <laughs> well he still talks like this. So anyway. he has a deep voice. He can't help that. He can't help that he has a deep voice. But the draw and the accent he does not have the natural drawl. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. He might be from Texas. <laughs> I don't know where he's Didn't from. Did we look that up? Isn't he from like New Hampshire no, or something? He's, he's from Anaheim, California. Yeah, he's Anaheim. Hey, well, he's he's not from Texas. That's fair. <laughs> Anaheim sounds sounds country. Just say it, it, does, say it normal. It does it's not. Anaheim. It, that just sounds more natural. You, than you, he, you he born are the same doing your best. But... Mickey Mouse, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mouse ain't got nothing to do with the South. <laughs> are you sure have you seen songs of the south i mean <laughs> no and i don't want to Alfred, yeah <laughs> mickey approved that movie all right he, he stands by it <laughs> we went outside note uh earlier this year um i went to disneyland and we went on the Splash Mountain ride for the last time before it got before it closed down for renovations for Tiana. Mm-hmm. And wh- there was about like, I want to say like 10 to 12 of us in the group. So we had to take two cars. Why 
And we were like, oh, we were making note of like, oh, look at all the racist stuff. Like even some of the like words when you're in the line and stuff was like a little. Uh. <laughs> Tell me why when we got on the ride, it was like maybe like, like 75% people of color, 25% white people. Tell me why all the white people did not get wet on this ride and all the people of color got drenched. <laughs> because y'all got put in the back of the canoe. No, what it is, it's because all the white, all the white people, they don't lotion their skin. You know, they don't know nothing about that moisturizing. All the water got soaked up in the, <laughs> like in their ashy ass skin. And then I bet they, they got off that ride looking, looking moisturized and glistened. They're like, we don't know what this feeling is. Oh my God. It's like, I feel refreshed. <laughs> this feels like a whole new me walking out of here. <laughs> Maybe there's just a guy targeting, you know, like with one of those hose guns they use for uh, clown heads. That's like, oh, I see a few. That's even more racist. I don't have a fire hose, but this will have to do. I mean, looking at when the ride was made, are we surprised that they got a little baby fire hose back there? (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. I love doing going to things that are just slightly racist with my white friends. Because either they get really defensive with me for like, oh, that's sweet. Or they don't know how to act. <laughs> they either get like, they're like a little uncomfortable, like, uh, yeah, I guess that's okay. <laughs> right. That's, is that okay? I don't know. I'm like, well, no, that's, that's a slur, just an old timey slur, but that's still a slur. So no, that's not really chill. And they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I'm like, well, you never got a chatted at you, did you? And then that gets them really uncomfortable. <laughs> Which sometimes it's just fun to see that. But all right, I see the mean and the dangerous part. I'm the- <laughs> I could I found it. I saw it. I got it. Thinking about people that make people uncomfortable. Willy Wonka <laughs> is Wait, does anybody remember sexy Willy Wonka from TikTok? That no. was the whole thing. No. Talking about Oh my God. I will show you guys that later for a while during, of course it was during uh, the start of the pandemic where everybody was quarantined and going absolutely insane. There was a man, a young man uh, dressed up as like the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. Yeah. I maybe have seen him once, but I, I vaguely remember this. People were going feral for sexy Willy Wonka dressed in the Johnny Depp outfit. No shirt. Um, Creep me the hell out. Of course. (laughs) So, that was something that was burned into my mind as well a history of people that I will never forgive. <laughs> uh, well, we're reviewing Wonka. <laughs> I know how to transition out of there. So. You can't. I'll make sure you can't. We're reviewing Wonka. Oh, Gibson, no, that's my cord to my internet. Well, Jonathan, before you go, you, you have the general uh, <laughs> section to go through the head of the spoiler. So you, Gibson will have to wait to destroy your computer entirely. Uh, <laughs> As both his paws are on your chest, too. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we saw, uh, well, two of us saw Wonka <laughs> this past weekend. Um, and uh, we have a review for those who uh, who are new to the podcast. First of all, welcome. I hope you haven't left. I, I'm sure you're just like, when the hell are they going to start talking about Walker? Uh, like we, we should start, start putting. Okay. We should start putting timestamps. 
<laughs> Look, I was but, really excited about my radioactive teacup, okay? Couldn't help it. No, it's <laughs> I know, think I got we more about Squid Game than we than we did your uh Jog Bound to the Squid Game. Anyway. Uh <laughs> Wonka. We saw saw well, two of us saw Wonka. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh and how we do our reviews is that we give a general uh, discussion basically no spoilers just telling us telling you our general thoughts if we like the movie not like the movie why and then after that we're going to go into full spoilers so if you have seen the movie you can hear our detailed thoughts about things we specifically liked or didn't like and if you haven't seen the movie and you just don't care about spoilers you can just be around and listen to us uh joke about a movie you have nothing uh, have no context for <laughs> yeah and technically um, Wonka being a prequel there's you kind of know how the story is going to end do you though because uh, no, you don't. <laughs> okay, I'm intrigued. Um, but uh, general thoughts, Alex, go first. What what do you think about Wonka? Well, first off, I saw Wonka with my mom, even though at first she was like, God, no. And then she was like, I'm sorry, I rejected it so harshly. <laughs> I was like, it's fair. Um, because she, she had, saw the TikTok and she was like, I, I like, you know what? I did come off she, a little hot. <laughs> she did love your reaction, Jerome. <laughs> she loved how hard you laughed at it. Um, but she, yeah, she loved your guys' reaction to her saying God no to Wonka. Uh, she was just like, well, I was like, yeah, I'll go see it alone. She's like, oh, I don't want you to see it alone. I'll suffer. I'm like, cool. Thank you for suffering for the movie through the movie for me. But she actually ended up enjoying it. I did too. I was surprised how much I actually enjoyed Wonka. Because going into this, you know, I know it was a prequel, but Wonka does creep me out. I am one of those people who get creeped out by Wonka. And I wasn't creeped okay, out by wait, this Wonka. Is it because of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy, or, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Because those are two Both. different vibes with Willy Wonka. Both. I feel like Gene Wilder Wonka is like definitely scary, but he's got Gene a reason. Wilder's he's insane. Wonka. <laughs> Feels like one of those candies are going to drug me and I'm going to have a psychedelic trip. Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka. That man wears too much leather for me to be comfortable around. Okay. Or That's the issue. No, there's, there's a lot more issues. Other things that there's, should be a problem with, with Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka before the leather. I removed the head. Maybe headed myself. Um... No, I just... That's like one of the reasons. I found out I can remove the head. Pretty easily. <laughs> oh, you just decapitated yourself. Finally. Um, there's a lot of reasons I have a problem the, with Johnny Depp. Funko Tubbs. Pop for the audio listening audience. You de- decapitated. If I Funko decapitated Pop. myself, I would not be able to speak. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure because my vocal cords would be detached. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Yeah, why am I why am I questioning that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I just questioned that. Uh, but anyway, I actually had a really good time. It was actually very sweet. I love the music in it. The music was surprisingly good. I think I was just surprised by how much I enjoyed it. But the music was good and the storyline was good. And all the characters, they did really all the actors did really well to their characters. There are two characters. There's one particular character. Uh, it'll probably come to a surprise to everybody that I liked because he was just funny. Uh, and I'll expand more on that when we're doing the spoiler section, but yeah, I had a good time and my mom had a good time. So that should be a good review for that rule woman who said, God, no to, Hey, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> what well, a, what about you, Drew? From Alex's mom. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, I I do like it, but I will say there are still some minor things about it that I uh, that keep it from being like great to me because I feel I feel like it was very middle of the road for me. Um, and not for anything like major though. It's just that I think it's just that like. And I think it maybe boils down to mostly Timothy Chalamet's performance. Not that he's bad. He's not. But it's just that he's not Sorry. like, he's not. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Is that it's like, cause like his singing for me was like not strong enough to be like the lead. Cause wow. like, I was like, he's not, he's not a bad voice, but I'm like, like, and you know what it might be? It might be that I like recently I've been watching some more musicals. Like I just said, I've been watching, I watched the Archies. Uh, rewatched Dream Girls not too long ago, and so when I look at those movies and I look at musicals, I'm just like a lot of the leads, they can really sing because they have to be. They're the lead. They're the ones kind of more or less carrying the movie because they're the main character throughout most of the damn movie. Timothy Chalamet gets most of the songs in here, and for him to get most of the songs, he don't really do much with them as far as like his vocal range now granted that's not his fault he can only sing as good as he can sing and he's not a, he doesn't have a bad voice he's it's pretty good but it's just nothing that's like amazing um it's and it's the same thing with like and his like same thing with his performance where i was like i get what you're trying to go for this idea of like willy wonka is kind of crazy and also kind of aloof but he's uh still hopeful and cheerful and there's times where the the crazy part just feels like it kind of comes out of nowhere <laughs> like it's not like like the it was written for the scene but it doesn't necessarily flow with who his character is in certain parts of the movie and so i, I it was hard to gauge like what they were going for but Overall, I think the supporting cast helps a lot. The supporting cast of this movie is pretty strong. Um, one girl in particular, uh, the character of Noodle, played by, and I have the list here. Hold on. Uh, why is she so low on the list? IMDb, what the hell? Kyle Lane. Racist. <laughs> um, no, there's some black people ahead of her. It's just. <laughs> But she's she was great. I really enjoyed her performance um, as Noodle, and I think she helped balance out the cast uh, very well. With like, because she's the only she's the person who gets the second most amount of screen time. Also, Hugh Grant is great for the little bit of screen time he gets. He was pretty good as an Oompa Loompa, um, and I appreciate that they don't uh, rely too much on fan service in this movie. Like, if you have seen the old. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, specifically that movie, because this movie does not reference Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at all. <laughs> They're like, we want nothing to do with that movie. In fact, act like that movie doesn't exist. We are strictly pulling from Willy, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory type stuff. Um, but they don't pull too much. Just really just like a little bit of the music from that movie. And, um, and I would say kind of the aesthetic a little bit more. Uh, but they, like, but for the most part, like they don't rely on that, which is cool. I, and I really uh, respect that a lot that they're kind of like, no, we're going to tell our own movie, make it work. The directions movie is great. It's just really beautiful. A lot of the musical numbers are great. And Kika Michael Key also 
stand out. Yeah, I like so his performance. So, he was so surprised to be in there. Yeah. I am just wondering why they did not do some sort of promotion where like if you like golden ticket promotion, there's actual Wonka bars out there and maybe they did, but if they did, it was not successful because it didn't go viral. Nobody knew about it. I wonder if it's because they, I wonder if it's because they were like, uh, like this taking place so early in the career, like it wouldn't make, they wouldn't find a way to make it make sense. Like with the story of the it's movie, but that, that's a major stretch for me. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. that's the reason. It's just that's the that's if it that is the reason. It's a really large stretch if that would be the reason. Because it's like it's just still Willy Wonka though. There's like he's right. known for three things: his costume, the like chocolate, and the golden ticket. Those are like the three major things. <laughs> well, I'd say the factory too, but you know, what I mean, yeah, and that. uh uh, somersault. Oh yeah, just like somersault. He's like, Willy Walker. Also, the villains in this movie are awesome. I really enjoyed them. Uh, one dude in particular, the like main chocolate cartel guy. He was great. Um, what's his name? Uh, Pat- Patterson Joseph. Great actor. Just. So eats up all the scenery. It's really no pun intended. So overall, hey. I still am giving this a positive review. It's just the minor things that I, I that I, I think keeps it for me from being like an A plus movie. Um, but it's not bad. It's not a bad film, and I think it's a great film for your family. You know, if you if you have your you know you want to do something with your kids over Christmas weekend or whatever, watch Wonka. And then if you want to you know do something with your black friends, then go watch The Color Purple. Make a double feature out of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to make a and, joke, but <laughs> probably better I don't. <laughs> I, I got to learn my limits. <laughs> and I am excited to watch it. I'm about to say, Jonathan, what's your review about of the Wonka trailers that you've seen? So what's your general thoughts of the Wonka uh, trailers? I have not watched really the Wonka trailers. Uh, oh, but from what you the, be happy. The, the images of, from what I've seen of the imagery, I think I'm going to like it. Yeah. You will be happy to know while I was at the AMC theater, though, they have cut down the Nicole Kidman trailer. <laughs> yeah, they, that's what I they've heard. They've cut it down dramatically. And then also, They've like they've taken to putting it in front of the like if you're excited oh, to see any of those movies, mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, the silence your cell phones thing. They've put it now in front of that to just be like as AMC promotion. My thing is I'm like, just get rid of it. How much like unless they spent like a no, god amount of money paying for it, that maybe that's why they're like, No, we I will keep someone, taking this forever. <laughs> I saw they were selling AMC is selling I don't know if it's their online store or if somebody bought this in person, but I saw on TikTok a girl bought a backpack with the fabric of the suit that Nicole no. Kidman is wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, the that's... caption was, AMC, why did you t- turn Nicole Kidman into a backpack? <laughs> I skinned her. 
I like the SNL sketch about about it, where it's just uh, like Nicole Kidman basically leading a cult, <laughs> like in the movie theater. <laughs> That's pretty much what the commercial is. It's it it's yeah. I've speaking of which, sorry, so a slight tangent, but I've been liking the new SNL season as of late. They've been getting some great hosts, actually. I haven't been able to watch it, but yeah, every week I'm like, oh dang, this person, this person, this person. So yeah, they just had Kate McKinnon back on this past this past yeah. Saturday. I know um, their next one they announced is uh, uh, Jacob Elordi. Oh, uh, neat. Also, uh, they had Kate McKinnon, but they also have Billie Eilish come back which uh, and uh, do the music performance. But also there's a sketch where it's Kate McKinnon's, you know, the classic Kitty the sketch cat did, one. but mm. with Billie Eilish as the opposite person and they look just alike. And I'm like, oh, man, that's great. Because Billie was great when she was a host. So yeah, she was really I, good. Yeah, she was good. I see, I see her. Uh, if anybody's seen her performance in um, Swarm, she she has a, an acting career ahead of her as well because she was great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's definitely got some acting chops. I, I am excited to see her possibly be um, like like actually act, and then you know, hey, who knows? Maybe she might tr- uh, make the transition. A few like not many singers can do it. But there have been some that have. Lady Gaga's definitely trying to make that transition now. I mean, she already has kind of with, uh, like, uh, A Star Is Born was the, like, solidified yeah. uh, thing. And then House of Gucci. But, uh, and then she's Joker, in Joker Part she's, 2. Upcoming she's also doing TV years. shows like American Horror Stories. Yeah, oh, American yeah. Horror Story as well. So, like, you know. And Justin Timberlake definitely made that transition. Like, full transition. He wasn't even doing music at that time. He was like, I'm all in on these movie things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is what I want to be doing. J-Lo. J-Lo too. Yep. So like, it's possible. Ice Cube. I wouldn't say he's uh, like the, on the upper echelon, but he did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, same thing with Snoop Dogg. Where it's like, I don't know. I feel like it. nothing compared to like what Snoop Dogg does. He just does things now. Right. <laughs> I mean, we'll just decide to just do things. He's like, I'm going to go be a children's rapper now. And he does it. I watched his video and where he even, did a single kangaroo. Even people like um, Janelle Monet, uh, yeah. even, though bo- even though she's doing both, but um, or but on she, today, she's in like some like really good stuff. Like mm-hmm. uh, like Janelle Monet knows how to pick like the, like uh, some really good roles for herself. Yeah. But back and to Wonka. Do, 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 sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, and then the last person, also, Dua Lipa. She's gonna be in that oh. uh, movie with Henry Cavill and those other people. Well, also in my in <laughs> my head, I forgot we missed the major one, Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, but was he known for music at first? Yeah. Yes. Parents don't understand was a huge hit and summer. I know, no, but he was in Fresh Prince first. No, he wasn't. He had a music career first. All his music came out before then. Oh. Yeah. That's how he that's how he got Fresh Prince is because he was a music star first. And then Quincy Jones was like, we want to make a show around this kid. And then they made the show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he abandoned his music career. Oh, well, I mean, no, he still had Will Maddox. Name a Will Smith song that was released within the last five years. No, that's in the last five years. He had music coming out. I mean, Wild Wild West, Men in Black, getting jiggy with it. No, Miami, but he did. He you know did all saying? those all those songs for a TV show or movie. 
well, not That's Miami true. and getting jiggy with it. Those were just songs, but Men in Black, yes, and, and Wild Wild West for sure, definitely. <laughs> and oh, and just the two come. of us, just the two of us, though, his song about him and Jaden. We need to talk about though. Wonka. It's about his first son, but anyway, Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that being said, <laughs> bye. Bye. Don't forget to That's upload your audio. He's leaving because he doesn't yes. want to be spoiled for Wonka, folks. So now That's it's going to be the Alex and Jerome show from this point forward. Yes. Oh, um, I almost pushed in recording. Let me just. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> Don't God, you do that. Cut us out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, with his uh, departure, his uh, premature exodus, we are. Uh, going to get into the spoiler section. So if you do not be, want to be spoiled for Wonka, um, don't do what Jonathan didn't just leave entirely. You know, uh, pause this, then leave, then come back after you watch the movie and get the rest of this podcast goodness. Because I promise you're going to want to hear what we have to say. Uh, so going into it, Alex, what was uh, your favorite part of Wonka, you would say, like uh, since you liked it so much? Well, Wonka actually gave me, I thought it was, the whole movie was a little ironic. It gave me the, the vibe of, uh, you die young, you die here, you die young and you die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm-hmm. Because immediately at the start of the movie, Wonka gets screwed over by a contract he signs, and then he does it to Charlie in the future. You know? Well, no. It was about, all about the fine print. Charlie didn't sign a contract. He got yeah, he like did. he got no. He got the chance to be to have the or wait no. He did say it was in fine print or something. Yeah, it was in the fine print. You do you touch any of my unfinished products, you you know you don't get the prize at the end, which is kind of what happened here. And also, they make Willy Wonka illiterate in this movie. By the way, that, that was the thing. For us. That movie, was so weird. This movie wants to because while yes, it's supposed to clearly like tie into what will be Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. I don't see that. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's very much the same thing with like uh, Cruella to a degree where I remember watching that movie. The whole movie felt like Cruella. Well, that movie felt like Cruella, but it, uh, but at the same time I was like, but I don't feel like this movie still is like giving the vibe that this will be the woman who will eventually one day like, be willing to kill 101 Dalmatians for the sake of just having a fine ass coat. Which is you know why it gives such a like a, Cru- a Cruella vibe because it's like softening because Willy Wonka was fucking insane. So it's kind of soft softening what it is, the darkness that comes ahead because Willy Wonka also allows children to be harmed in this version. He does not in this version. He l- relies on the kindness of strangers. He rallies around the people who like help him, you know, he trusts people. In Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka, he shut down the factory, banned everybody except for the Oompa Loompas, and hadn't been seen in over a decade before he finally opened up the cat factory again and allowed people to tour it. Right. And mostly because he didn't trust people giving away his secrets. Yeah, like, which is like he just gives chocolate out all willy-nilly and even tells them what's in it. <laughs> Yeah, which again is the irony of it because these corporations were like, well, yeah, we're protecting our chocolate. And he's like, no, chocolate's for everybody. In the Gene Wilder one, he's like, nope, this is my candy and my specialty. You keep your hands off of it. (laughs) So it's a little, it's the same thing with the Oompa Loompas too, where in this one they kind of make it where. The Oompa Loompas went willingly? 
Yeah, it's more of a mutual thing. And like, I mean, I like the idea that they're like, no, we're capable. If we wanted to escape, we could, you know, we just, we like being here. But I'm like, but that's not the way it's described in the book. Well, even in the books, <laughs> or the right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, it's a little, a little weird. Um, but that being said, this movie being what it, you know, is what it is. I think the aloofness of Willy Wonka and him not being uh, able to read uh, was a nice twist. Cause I remember like, she's like, read the fine print. And then he's like, I heard her say something like read the fine print. I'm just going to look it over. Yeah, it looks in order to me and still signs. I was like, what the hell? What just happened? And then when they explain like, oh, you can't read. I'm like, oh, okay. I assumed he was going to do some whimsical or magical thing. Like, oh no, I read the contract and it's like all gone or something. I thought it was going to be that he signed a different name. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought there was like, going to be some way he got out of the contract. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, like the uh, neat thing is that I think that the the device of him kind of being so down and out. Like, I do love that first song where he's got like twelve sovereigns, and then he has like no sovereigns by the end of the story. It was really cool. Um, I I think it was because I think uh, it's a real great. Well, the whole song really is filled with what are called like save the cat moments, um, which like, uh, for the audience, uh, save the cat moments means like, um, there's a book titled the same name about screenwriting. One of the major things they talk about in screenwriting is that you want to have your character in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Like you want to know who they are, like in general, not necessarily the literal, like know who they are, but just, like know what they're about. Are they a good person, bad person? Are they, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you want to make an emotional connection with them. Yeah. Are they charitable? Do they, like, if they have money, do they give it to the poor? Do they keep it for themselves? Like all those things. And it's, uh, so save the cat is in reference to if there's a cat in the tree and a character walks by, do they save the cat or do they just leave them in the tree? You know, what, or, uh, or, uh, if they're hanging from a rope is what it is. Like, do they save the cat or do they just let the cat fall? Um, and that song is filled with tons of them where he's like, he's giving money to the, the shoe boy. He's, uh, gives money to that poor lady with her baby so she can have uh, money to, to stay the night. You know, all these different really good moments are in there. Um, and I, that, I think that's the best thing about, I can say about this movie, the whimsy. It captures the whimsy and the yeah. like, uh, wonder of the Willy Wonka world, especially in that sequence with him and Noodle where they sing that song together and he's like flying, which even when I saw in the trailer, I was like, that's kind of cool with the balloons and stuff. Um, and it just looks uh, uh, very majestic and all wonderful and stuff, uh, which I wouldn't expect nothing less. This guy, this is the same director who directed Paddington's one and two. So <laughs> it's kind of that. that's his vibe. That's his jam. <laughs> I do. I did like all the musical numbers. They were very nice. Um, the best thing about them, they don't overstay their welcome. Yeah, there's not constant music playing like in Cruella, where there was always a song during the quiet times. They let them. They let the scene set. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to look up the cast members. They Should take their that. time with all the song numbers, and they don't last too long. They're they're always like pretty quick, pretty. Um, uh, pretty catchy too. Like, you know, they catch your ear immediately. But also, I love that the imagination song from the first movie is 
like kind of like the underlying theme of this movie. And so every time you hear it, you like or hear those opening notes that do 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 like that. It's just like they play around with it in different versions, but it is really strong. And then when they eventually do have Timothy Chalamet sing that song at the very end, it feels earned. It feels like we've yeah. been building up to him finally becoming Willy Wonka as we know him. And the little changes in lyrics at the end of the song don't mess with the song, too. They seem fitting in there. They're well, you know, well placed. And it almost feels like this is how the song goes, you know? It's not like mm-hmm. it was like taken and mushed up and how sometimes when they remake the songs for like prequels or stuff like that for musicals, it sounds like you're really just shoving this line in there to make it like, oh yeah, this is before, you know, but they did rewrite it so well that it was like, this sounds like its own song in its own time, which was very nice. Um, another thing I want to talk about was the actors that I didn't know were in this movie and that I was really surprised to see them like Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> Him as a, a priest, was it? Yeah, a cleric. Cleric. Um, a cleric was so like I saw him, I was like, what did, what are you doing there? Why are you there? And he played in the trailer as for a, all, like a minute. And I so I forgot that he was in there. And then when I saw him, I also was surprised. Like, oh man. I did not watch really any of the trailers. Because I I never watch any of the trailers. I kind of just forget things and move on. But seeing him and his character was really well played. He plays a corrupt cleric who helps the cartel. Which this movie has like heavy drug use vibe. It's like a children's version of a drug. They literally call it the cartel for chocolate. Which is insane. the cartel. Which is, I like it though. I feel like it fits the vibe of Roald Dahl. Where Roald Dahl books are like um like they're they are for children but there's always this hint of like adult darkness going on at the same time because you look at like james and the giant peach like like there's clearly like abuse happening but they don't want to say that they just want like they just want it to kind of be implied same thing with charlie and the chocolate factory where in that book there's clear darkness going on but they're not going to say that because it's meant for children but if you if you're an adult and you're reading through the lines you can see it and so I feel like the chocolate cartel, this like criminal organization, even though they're using chocolate as their main thing, you can tell that it's supposed to be a substitute for drugs. If yeah, they're like- because they're using a corrupt church as their, you know, uh, like hideaway and their dealings with the police captain who is addicted to chocolate, which is Mike Ke- Key and Michael Keaton. Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Keaton, Ke- yeah. Ke- which. I absolutely love that they did this. Uh, every time you see him on screen because he's getting paid in chocolate, he gets slightly bigger and bigger and bigger until the end of the movie. He can't get out of his car. I think that was yeah, such a nice a detail. That was great. Yeah. I laughed so hard at the end because I was like, he just kept getting bigger and bigger. So they used him really well. But yeah, the uh, the heavy over- overtones that this is basically the actual cartel and everything in the corrupt church corrupt cleric, corrupt corrupt police force, and how they keep a ledger of every illegal activity they've ever done. It's just also really funny. (laughs) But I like how the guy, uh, one of the cartel guys, the one dressed in yellow, trying to find his name. Uh, He, every time they are implying something, Matt, yeah, Matt Lucas, 
he goes like, you know, and they'll be met with an accident to death. Yes. Thank you. Protos. Thank you for clearing that up and making everything clear for us. Like he's constantly doing that. So it's not even that hidden underline. He's clearly stating it for everybody. We want you to have an accident. Yes. We want you to go away. Yes. That is the threat, sir. Thank you. And how the other, how he did it too. Like, it's like, Oh, it'd be a shame if they were to happen to you. Accident. Yes, to death. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, partners. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just that like pompous, like it's all in the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a villain British. Yeah, like he's like, I'm definitely adding to this conversation. <laughs> uh, I like Bat Lucas. I first saw him in Doctor Who. Played a character in that, so like I've known him from that, and I've seen him in a few other things. He adds everything I've ever watched him in. Now he always adds to the scene. He never takes away. It's always a good comedic feel to it too. Even in darker scenes, like even with Doctor Who, it's like I like you. You're not going to be my favorite actor, but I like when I see you on screen in the scene. I can't remember what I what I saw him in first because I knew him knew his face when I saw him, and he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I was just like, I couldn't place like I can't. I honestly can't place the first time I ever saw him in a movie and, and recognized him. But he's great. Every everything he's always in, he's always he always does a pretty decent job. I enjoy. But uh, the cor- uh, Mr. Bean as the crop cleric was really funny to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's his facial expressions <laughs> that always catch me. And the whole church scene when the giraffe gets loose. By the way, milking a giraffe was weird. I get this is supposed to be a fun, quirky movie. And you're supposed to be like, this isn't just ordinary Cosmo. Why a giraffe? That felt weird. That was... Why not another animal? Why a giraffe? For me, see, I like I that wasn't as weird for me as more of it was just like, things happen, but it doesn't... Like, I think that's the other part of the movie is like certain things happen that don't feel like that, that it really matters to the movie. Cause like, for example, uh, like Willy Wonka tells uh, Noodle how, uh, an orange man, which we know is Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa, like keeps stealing my chocolate, but it never stops him from like still being able to make a supply. In fact, it never stops him so much that the man is able, once they finally buy the damn chocolate factory to make a giant chocolate tree complete with chocolate flowers chocolate grass and everything else and cotton candy clouds and leaves and everything no problem <laughs> so so it's like this plot yeah. point is brought up which it, it, it you know it's used for other things but it's just this thing where it's like or the fact that he's like i'm out of giraffe milk i'm like that's not all you're out of. There's like a whole lot of other stuff you're out of. How, also, where are you getting your supply from? That's because what I kept thinking too. They were like, able to get enough like candy and chocolate and stuff to open up a store. To fill an right, entire like, store. And you, apparently you make it using like a st- extremely rare and elaborate, uh, what you call it, um, ingredients. ingredients. Yeah, you're not running out <laughs> at some point. Ran out of, I just... I just thought, I was like, why a giraffe? Why are you, who goes up to a giraffe and is like, I'm going to milk it? I guess the same people who started milking cows. I guess, I mean, listen, there's a lot of things that get milked in the world. <laughs> that doesn't bring a comforting thought to me. 
<laughs> a lot of things get milked. Mm-hmm. It's true. Here. I don't want to know what gets milked. I don't know what. I like my plant-based milks, okay? They don't hurt my tummy. And also, I don't have to think about what's getting milked. Oats can't get milked. It's just ground up oat and water. That's all I'm drinking. <laughs> um, going to Hugh, Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa. I was shocked at how much I liked his Oompa Loompa. And I like, even though I saw it in the trailer where he's like, starts dancing, where he starts dancing and he's like, can you not sing? He's like, nope. Once we start, we can't stop. I actually laughed at that in the movie. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. After seeing it in the actual film, instead of just in the trailer, I was like, this is actually, I loved the sleep uh, joke when he's like, well, if you're just going to sit there, I'm going to take a nap. Then you just like, huh? Mm. <laughs> the slow retract back and the slow retract forward. I'm just like, that's me. If like, if I'm, like, I'm like, all right, you gonna make me at the get up, aren't you? Hold on, just wait for the chair. Mm. All right, let's talk. What's going on? <laughs> I yeah, Hugh Hugh Grant's performance was actually quite funny. Also, question. Um, so. Willy Wonka goes to the Oompa Loompa's island, steals the cocoa beans, and that's why Hugh Grant is chasing him because he sold the cocoa beans and he needs to be repaid a thousandfold. It's the Oompa Loompa law. That's why he's following him. Is he taking that chocolate back to the Oompa Loompas, or is he eating them himself? Or did, was that ever clarified? No, and it's one of those things you're supposed to not think about, I suppose, because I'm like, that's a fair point. Like, he's supposed to be taking it back. But instead, I mean, we never do see him eat them. Like, we only see him, like, eat one, and then he's like, ah, so good. But then he takes takes it and leaves. So, hypothetically, he's not taking the whole lot. He's just taking a little bit off the top, I guess. And then... And then shipping the rest to like Loompa Land, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of I, I love the have, idea like, of an Oompa Loompa like shipping things, going to the postal service and be like, "I need the scent to an island off the coast of Peru, please." <laughs> Somebody will be there to find it. I just like because it's it's implied that he has a lot of gadgetry. Where does it come from? How's he build it? Who knows? But the point is, is that he has a lot of like access. Yeah, a lot of things and is capable of doing a lot of things. So I don't know. Like he, like maybe, like he, he gets it to him somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just kept thinking that the whole movie. I was like, okay, it's going on from like four to five years. He's done it multiple times, so that means he's like going back to the island and paying them, or is he just keeping them for himself and just like taking care of the debt? Like, what's going on? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's probably not one of those things that we're, like, needing to focus on. It was just he was collecting a debt. But, of course, I had to think about it. Because I was like, are you storing my chocolate? Is there just a warehouse of Wonka's chocolate somewhere that he's going to eventually bring back to the island? I guess. <laughs> I'm like, maybe once the fact Am I thinking built, too hard like, about Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas? I mean, because once the factory's built, I guess you can just like repay it to like double falls. <laughs> well, then all the Oompa Loompas move in. I, yeah, that's true. Um, the, the, that's funny enough. I like the, the thing about Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa is that the CG on him is really good. It holds up really strong. But then like certain things with the chocolate doesn't. <laughs> the chocolate mm. looks like 
at times the chocolate looks just like goo. It doesn't even look like chocolate. It doesn't have the consistency of it. And uh, maybe it's because they like uh, had to like finish up the movie quick, or maybe they just like no one would really notice. But I was just like, it was one of those things where I'm like, this is a weird inconsistency because the the character looks great. Hugh Grant's face meshes well with the character model, looks fantastic, but. The chocolate, which should feel like should be the easiest thing to make out of all of the CG stuff, doesn't always look so good. Yeah, like when they were showing the shop and the chocolate tree, sometimes the chocolate tree, uh, the candy around it looked off. Like it mm. looked very fake, but then you had people picking at stuff and it's like, well, I can tell which are definitely real for the actors to grab compared to the candy right next to it. That's obviously fake. And why didn't you just make fake candy to stick in there? Why did you CGI it and put it next to real candy? Especially uh, with the hair stuff too. When they have to like, when they have the hair growing. Mm, Yeah. Like, uh, or even the scales, like when they look like lizard people. Um, Also, here's the thing. He's like, yeah, like eat this hover chalk and you'll fly. It'll wear off. Do they imply that it's like, we're off in the sense that they'll land or that they'll just drop from the sky because that would also, I feel like that should shut his business down before anything else. The only thing he had said for that was that it would wear off after the bug flies out of your ass. Yeah. So yeah, but hypothetically, yeah, they would just fall and hurt themselves. (laughs) Does that mean you also use the bathroom up in the air? I, well, I guess you could just like, fart and then they would just leave at that point or does it just yeah fire and then again you would just fall or maybe yeah. maybe the bug floats down and is like all right i'm getting ready to exit <laughs> also at the end look so i need you to be stable so i could get out there get the hell up out of here all right <laughs> but also at the end he implies because he gave them extra so the villains you know as they're getting away they eat wonka's chocolate they're you know all proud of themselves but the candy was laced with those little flying bugs, extra strong, extra long flying bugs. And he's like, yeah, they'll come down. Yeah. They'll come down eventually. Maybe. I hope. Did did you guys, did you just float them up into like where they're going to die in the atmosphere? Right. They're going to die. The air is so thin because the air gets thin up there, man. You just suffocated them to death. Maybe that's supposed to be There's, the solution of the darkness that is Willy Wonka. You know what I mean? He's there like, you go. He's, he's willing like, no. to murder people. Deep down, he's like, yes. Like, treat me right, and I'll be nice to you. I might even let you live, but uh, treat me wrong, and, uh, you know, there's a possibility you might be floating. I mean, in the first movie, he does, like, have the, like, beer that has you float or whatever that almost leads to them floating into giant fans <laughs> and dying, so. Oh, my God. He does. He, he does do death by flight. Both films. Yeah. So I'd rather have that like fizzy pop drink that makes you float than a bug in my stomach like that. Yeah, because it was like what, like root beer or something. I or think like a soda. It was some soda. I don't remember. It was just that the bubbles made you float. I uh, really liked Olivia Coleman as Mrs. Scrubbit. Uh, the dude played, I mean, Tom Davis, uh, who's the guy who played Bleacher, he was okay. I think I like his voice. I don't, I, I thought his performance was very silly, but you know, in the, in the right way, it's supposed to be silly. Um, but I, I really, uh, enjoyed Olivia Coleman, especially. 
as Mrs. Scrubbit. And I, and the whole time in my head, I was just thinking, why don't you play the, and I, I think it's, is it, ner- is it, it's not Miss Ratchet, right? What, what is the name of the like lady in Annie who's like the mean housekeeper? I don't recall. I'm trying to sing the song in my head. But yeah, she could play that very well, character very well. Miss Hannigan. That's Miss Hannigan. She would make a great Miss Hannigan. I would love to see her play Miss Hannigan. Especially considering that the last Annie movie we got, freaking Cameron Diaz was Hannigan, Miss Hannigan. And she was okay, but she was like this lady should have been Jimmy Fox. Yeah. Yeah, that one looked bad. It wasn't as great. But I, I would love to have seen Olivia Coleman play Miss Hannigan uh, based off this performance because she is great as this just mean nanny lady. <laughs> well, in this case, she's this mean like con woman. Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and she's great. She's gr- she's really good. Uh, she just has the like the smarmy, like creepy smile down. But she also is, like can be super sinister and scary. Yeah, and the way she's able to like shift her performance between like, oh, don't worry about anything, dear, with that creepy smile to like, yeah, you're gonna be living in my laundry room forever. <laughs> with such, her the shift in character was so well placed and felt real because you you've met those people that like I can tell there's something sinister behind you, but you're saying and behaving very sweetly. She did that so well. Um, mm-hmm. I actually like Bleacher a lot. I thought his performance was really well done and I like how they implied the romance of the story way at the beginning where, where Wonka was like, Oh, you two are married. And she's like, I would never marry him. And he's like, Oh, you're so offended by that comment. He's like, Oh, cause he was always in love like, with her. When he shows the, when he wears those, those pants, the Doug gurus, <laughs> the leader. Yeah, I was dying. <laughs> I, every, every time they did a stretch, I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to look. That is, they really pointed the camera right at his thighs. They were in there with, yeah, with those. Dunkers. Yeah, the Willy Wonka got him where he's like, you want, like, you want her eyes? Show her little thigh. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for him to say thigh because he's like starting with the ankle and then the knee. And if you want to catch your eye, show her your thigh. I was like, he's, they're not going to, they're not going to really like have him showing his thighs, are they? Nope. He came in wearing that Bavarian, but was it Bavarian? Bavarian outfit. Yeah, Bavarian. Yeah, Bavarian <laughs> outfit and those eyes. And he did his stretches. He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna warm myself in front of the fire," and it sticks like a leg up. <laughs> it was just like, oh, wow! And they got right in there with the camera, showed you his ankles, his knee, and those thighs. And then later on, he's also wearing that silky robe. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I actually love this character. The made me laugh when he's just like, she answers the door and then he comes out in the room like, well, damn, is he getting it in or something? What's happening? But what I love is that she's actually wearing a longer robe. So there was a longer robe option. He chose the short robe. He decided, yes, I'm going to keep my thighs out. There are adult implications because also later when they're counting their money or whatever, uh, before they get arrested, she's. She says like the largest stack that's for new. She's like lingerie. Lingerie. And yeah. I was like, wow, they are just, they are not being shy about the fact that this woman is like, nah, I'd be out here. Just like, I'd be busted open. She <laughs> belongs to the streets. Uh, yeah, she did. She did not care. She 
Well, because they were like, oh, yeah, we've seen her, like, fawn over every, you know, duke or arch or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, get get what you get, girl. Don't be shy. You do you. I mean, listen, if she can get it, why not? (laughs) All this con money's got to go somewhere. Right? If you're thinking about new lingerie, go for it. Some custom lingerie. I support you. Women support women. Although she did lock (laughs) a bunch of people in her laundry room. I don't really support that part, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I, funny enough, I I think the supporting cast, while they don't, they're not like, I don't think any of them have anything memorable about any of their performances, but I think as an ensemble, they help carry the movie like together. Uh, cause I think, and I think the movie made the right choice to have it where all their scenes are with them together. None of them get their own individual scene <laughs> because I feel yeah. like I would not care. Uh, because this is the, th- this is a movie that could have easily been like, like we want to have some heart with these other characters. So let's have one of the characters have like a romance or something with another character or let's like uh, a couple of them talk about their families. Like what if like, one of the characters, we see them break off and they go try and see their family. I'm like, no, I do not care. I don't want to know anything about these people's like backstory as far as like seeing it visually. Just tell me. I was actually worried they were going to try to do some like, will there, won't they with Wonka? Because they did do that with Cruella. They did the, that with Cruella yeah. and that uh, one of her henchmen where they gave the vibes of like, are you, yeah. yeah, Where they were like, are you, are you two going to be together? Cause that was a lovely scene you just had there. Very, very romancy vibes. They didn't do that at all with Wonka. There was no like possible girl or anything like that. I think it's cause they didn't have any options. Cause like he's not, he spends most of his time with noodle and noodle is a child. So they're not going to have him be with her. But then at the same time, he doesn't spend any time with any of the other grown women in the movie who are like part of the supporting cast. So we're not going to have him hook up with them either. Well, they always find a way to force things, you know, especially when it comes to like romance. It's like, oh, the young love. And it's like he's literally doing he's literally hiding and running away from the laundry people trying to enslave him, making chocolate by like the tons to make a whole chocolate tree for a shop. Where is this time? But no, they did it really well where they didn't have that influence. They didn't have that like one, you know, quirky or quiet girl off to the side, you know, silently supporting him. No, they had him mainly with the character or the actress who's playing Noodle, which a Noodle was adorable. She played her part really well. I really Mm -hmm. like how well they kept her pessimistic. And realistic, but also, you know, a little bit hopeful. She's like, I want to try to help you. Even after tallying her about the little orange man with green hair. She's like, you're insane. But I mean, I have nothing better to do. It's true. And it's like they do a great job having her be the the person that brings the movie down to earth. Because I think Willy Wonka being the main character is cool and all. But him being kind of this like this aloof character they're trying to make him makes it hard for this movie to be taken seriously if you don't have a character like Noodle to kind of make it a little more grounded and uh, capture a lot of the heart of this movie. Because definitely, Willy Wonka is definitely like the entertainment of this movie. Noodle's the soul of this movie. I definitely. Like, she, like, without her, the movie, I think, doesn't work. But I, and I think the best thing about this film and why I think it's, it's really like where it's strongest is that this movie doesn't 
hold your hand very well. Like it definitely is meant for families, but it is not a kid's movie. Like if, if that makes sense, like they don't, uh, they like, cause you get the, like, like we were talking about the cartel stuff where you can tell there's definitely a more adult implication with the cartel, but they use chocolate instead of cocaine or whatever. Um, with Willy Wonka, like he doesn't have a romance, but you could tell that he like, probably if you did meet a girl, maybe he'd be interested or whatever. But then it's like, also, they never tell you what happened to his mom, but you you can tell off context clues what happened to his mom. Yeah. Like, they trust the audience to just pick up on that. And even if you do, even if you think it's something as simple as she's just missing, still, like, you can get, you get the sense she's not around yeah. anymore. And, uh. Also and, the implication and, and that she that. died when he was young. Which is right. the reason he didn't have a better education, why he can't read. And, you know, while this obsession with chocolate as well came from. Although that chocolate has lasted a long ass time. <laughs> it should have been white and grainy, honestly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been bad. It should have melted 10 times over because he runs a lot in this movie and he moves around a lot and he's keeping that like right here onto like his breast pocket. And also so it's like, he's that like should been melted. wet and like, like been like, he in jumped into the water, water at the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do like the scene, um, stepping away from noodle real quick when the captain of the police force is trying to threaten him and he's dunking him in the, in the fountain. And he's like, do you <laughs> yeah. understand me? And he's like, not really. I have water in my ears now. And the captain's like, you're right. That's a bad move. Like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm just, yeah, you're going to get more than a bonk on the head if you keep going, you know? And he's like, I don't have a bonk on my head. He's like, you know, I just, there's been so much going on. I'm sorry. I'm just doing this all wrong. Take that as baton. He's like, wait one second. The Also, the running gag that everybody who hits Willy Wonka is like, oh, hold on a second. He's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> whatever you need to do police captain hits him hugh grant's character like can you hand me that frying pan he's like yeah sure he's like one second one second just come closer and then wax him so everybody's yeah. just like can you can you wait a second before i hit you in the head so there was that run- running gag throughout the movie that i actually did like because some people are stupid like that you know, like just wait one second <laughs> he's too like, yeah, sure. he's yeah. too, he's, he's too uh too trusting of a person uh speaking of the oompa loompa though i i think I do like the Easter eggs in this movie. Like I said before, they're, they're very subtle, but they work very well. Um, you got, of course, the imagination song is, is, uh, throughout the movie, like implied in the, um, uh, like theme of the movie in general in the soundtrack, but also you got the Oompa Loompa song, of course. Um, the like bean that he finds is, I think that is the bean from, I think that might be the only one reference to Charlie and the Child. <laughs> Cause I'm pretty sure that's the same looking bean from that movie from Charlie and the chocolate factory. Um, Does that mean like as far as like the color the beans? Yeah. Does he, that yeah. kept one of the beans? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but then also the fact that uh, when Willie uh, opens the like chocolate, his mom gave him, it's like the, of course the logo looks like the Wonka logo from the original movie, but also the, she, the paper she wrote on is a golden like piece of oh, paper yeah. like a golden ticket which I was like that's cool that's a nice like weird 
uh, this is like an Easter egg, but it's one that you really have to be paying attention to see. Yeah. Otherwise, you would not catch it. He um, got his own golden ticket. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, they like once the factory is at the end of the movie, like the factory looks virtually just like the, the factory in the first movie. Um, just more CGified. Uh, well, which that's another thing. The way the movie ends with the factory, in my head, I was like, okay, but like, did you hire those people <laughs> to be? To work at the factory. Right. I kept thinking that because I was like, yeah, he, but it, it kind of was implied that he didn't because the quiet girl, I forget their names. One went back to doing telephone. One but went back to his family in um, another part of England. Mm-hmm. The comedian guy went back on tour. I don't know about the plumber. I don't know what happened to her. I think she just went... Oh, she went back to her crew. So, no, he yeah. didn't hire any of them. They all went back. It was in the end credits. The Oompa, Remember Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa yeah, came yeah. out? He with like, they, like, what happened to all of them? Yeah, so it was never implied that he hired anybody. But he does, if I recall, have human staff in the original movie. Or at least he has one guy. He's like he lawyer. Does- have human staff right. because that's how that's what happens to why he uh, fires everybody because they I think in fact I think Charlie's dad worked at the factory right before he got laid off I don't really recall the beginning of the first film other than the joke about the grandparents <laughs> all about the grandparents not leaving the bed and uh, Kristen Stewart's SNL thing are you kidding me? I'm nine years old. I had to drop out of school. And you guys could get up this entire time? Um, I don't but, remember too much of Charlie's dad or anything like that, but I know he yeah. has human staff also in that film because but he does have that guy helps staff. him like give the message to the children that if you betray him and give me the candy, uh, access is competitor. So he does have a human confidant, sort of. Yeah, well, because that's that's why he closed the factories because it's human. The human people that worked for him were selling. Like one of them sold his one of his uh, secret competitors. Yeah, to one of his competitors. Um, Which is again ironic that he was so against the cartel, um, holding <laughs> secrets of the chocolates or holding the house. Well, what is it? They watered down the chocolate and then kept a supply Oop. of chocolate in a vault. All right, hold on. What do you that like? Out. What did you think about Timothy Chalamet? Because I, I gave my, my my thing on Timothy. Like I feel like he's the main like main thing. We haven't really gotten to him as far as his performance, rather than like the what the character did in the movie. I think for the Willy Wonka they wanted to present, they chose well for the actor. I think Timothy Chalamet did really well in his representation, where he's not supposed to be the broken-hearted, creepy version that is Gene Wilder's character, <laughs> but his own, like, really trusting. And Timothy Chalamet has, like, a kind of a soft face. So it's it showed that it that's that he's softer. You know, he's more, he's more open to people and acceptance and, you know, the kindness of strangers and all that. I will give you that his singing kind of is a little lackluster. There isn't any moments where he comes in very powerful like some of the musicals have that really powerful, you know, song or moment. And he doesn't really have that. Mm -hmm. 
But I think his singing is very sturdy for what it is. It doesn't break. There's no inconsistencies. He's not like flat or bland in any of the scenes. He does it well, but there's just no powerful moment in any of those scenes. It's just there's no range. It's kind of very one note. Yeah, it does. It just stay in the yeah. It just stays there. But I think he did a really good job. His performance was really good. His choreo his choreograph was really good. He really did. You know, some because you you've ever seen some of those musicals where the actors are just doing this, while like mm-hmm. the backup dancers are doing everything. He really does move. He really does tap dance. You know, he does a lot of the work, which. I was really impressed by his tap dancing, especially with that one scene with him and that guy on the table. That was some pretty good skills. Mm. You know, so I think Timothy Chalamet did a very good job of playing his own Wonka. And I'm very happy because also another thing with these like prequels that I hate um, when they have a younger version, they make them a little bit more with sex appeal. (laughs) you know they're like did i really need to see this sexy version of this character no no there wasn't a need for any of that uh but they really kept his character as wonka you know he didn't have any of these moments where like that was completely for for the female audience you know they're trying to be like oh look how attractive he is they didn't do any of that Mm. i'm very happy they didn't yeah, he does not have a scene with Willy Wonka's shirt off and so on. Or, yeah. Ooh, or look him. at his muscles. <laughs> or something a lot of, like, movies love to do and TV shows. They like to put an attractive guy in a white shirt and dunk him in water. And so when he's getting out of the water, it's the white shirt. You can find that in almost every movie where the love interest is trying to be like, I don't find him attractive. He comes out of the water in a white shirt, you know, drenched. <laughs> You'll find that in every single like rom-com, even period piece going on. Pride and Prejudice does it. Uh, he doesn't have any of those moments. He is simply Wonka. Uh, and he is focused on his chocolate. And, and, um, but it was, I think he did a great performance and his whimsicalness really shined through. Yeah, he, uh, I will say I, I, I uh, the scenes when he's just talking, he's, uh, good. I do think it's still a little inconsistent with like how the quirkiness kind of like, or, or more specifically, I noticed it when it was the line of like, he goes from this very serious conversation about how him and Noodle are like basically trapped there forever. And then, then it goes into that scene that's in all the trailers of like, what are you doing? Make a chocolate, of course. How do you like it? Nutty, kind of like kooky, little insane, and I'm just like, what? What the fuck did that just come from just now? You, we, we just went from this very, very real, serious conversation, and now all of a sudden you're like a completely different person right now. What is happening? And <laughs> so it's like it's stuff like that where I was like, I feel like they want to they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want him to be the kooky kind of insane Willy Wonka like Gene Wilder. But they also want him to be a little more serious down to earth because it's supposed to be like, well, firstly, because it's Timothy Chalamet's version of this character, but also it's supposed to be like the beginning. You know, he hasn't he doesn't have the factory yet and all that stuff. He's just a regular, regular guy who just is really good at making chocolate. And so I'm like, you can't do that, though. You got to pick one or the other. Either he's insane 
or he's a regular guy who's just a little aloof. They one is not the other. <laughs> I don't know because, like, being with my mom this week, I had like this really serious conversation with her that I we needed to have, and then right after, I was like, "Okay, let's let's go." <laughs> we got stuff. Like we turned. I was like. Oh, look at Cheddar. Look how cute he is. Like, so I had that emotional shift in my personal life. So I understood Wonka where you have that really serious moment and then you're like, so, so what next? So you just move to the next thing, which he knows is you know, chocolate. That's his sorts of comfort. But I thought it was some of them, some of them, some of the scenes where he is very serious were kind of nice because it shows that he does not necessarily He's not, what's the word? Not ignorant, but he's not completely like naive to the world. He understands mm -hmm. there is this, you know, bad in the world. This is this darkness. There is this thing where even he can't fix with chocolate. So he tries to fix what he can with chocolate. Like the silver lining thing. He doesn't ever throughout the movie say, hey, we're going to find your mom. You're going to get your mom back or anything like that. He's like, well, we'll get you out of here and we'll find you someplace better. That's the silver lining. We'll get you out of here. It's not, we're going to find your mom. We're going to find you a better home. We're going to do this. It's the silver lining was simply noodle. We're getting you out of this place. So hey. I think that kept it pretty, pretty good. What? Her mom, the mom thing was like the darkest part of this movie where I'm like, I thought you were evil, but I didn't know you were this evil. God dang. Like, oh, like, yeah. I was shocked by the laundry chute thing. I was like, he just, what? You put her in a bag and down a laundry chute. And then he's just like, and then I gave your, her mom, your mom, like some money or something. What was her name? Shoot. I don't, bitch, I don't know. I, I didn't ask her her name. I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was. That was like, like very dark. Dang, like how me, how evil do you need to be that you can't even be bothered to take care of your brother's daughter? Like daughter. I also think it was a little weird. She probably knows how this man is, and he, she just willingly gave her child to this man, and like left, went home, and came back the next day and be like, "Oh yeah, she's dead." By the way. Um, bummer. Here's some stuff. No investigation or anything like that. Being like, well, where's my child's body or something like that? Yeah, it's just your child's gone. Um, bye. I guess he figured that the like maybe she asked the chief of police and he was already in their pocket by that point. So he's like, yeah, I'll search. And then it was like, oh, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just dark how he threw her down a laundry chute in a bag. I was like, I messed up. For me, it's just the whole scenario, the whole fact of like my brother died and then I took his daughter and threw my niece and threw her down a laundry chute and then like uh, made the mother think she was dead. And then after I found out she was still alive, paid for like this woman to keep her there for even longer for all of her entire lifetime. That's true. Yeah, that plot now thinking about it more was very dark and then the coldness of yeah i don't know your mom's name like damn why don't you need an heir to the throne too i never there's understood no that people are like there's only gonna be me forever <laughs> i never understood that because it's like after you die then where does all your 
money go if you don't have a next in line? It goes back to the government, to where everything goes. It goes back to the government. Or to his two company rival or his friends or whatever they were. Oh my god, I like how they had one of the cartel guys, every time somebody said poor, he gagged. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like he doesn't what? like the word poor. <laughs> yes. I, the thing that I thought was uh, would have been interesting, even though it never happened. Not that it makes the movie bad. It's just something I, didn't, I thought of. I was like, how come nobody at any, none of them at any point tried to hire Willy Wonka? Like, if the man makes dynamite chocolate, why don't you just hire him? Because probably Willy Wonka would have said no or make it accessible. One of their things was he's making it easy for the poor to get chocolate because it only costs a shilling. And they were just against that. True. Like, you know. And but I feel like... Well, one of the things they did say was like, oh, magic, uh, magic. Chocolate's supposed to only have like one ingredient or two ingredients. He's making too much. He's being too extra. Yeah, with salted caramel and marshmallow and all types of stuff. I mean, how dare he put that in there? <laughs> Which, Which I think I think it's funny that it has to be like it can't just be marshmallow and it can't just be salted caramel. It has to be like marshmallow from this legendary mountain at the edge of this like r- random yeah. jungle and caramel that was made by using the milk of this random animal or whatever. And I'm like, bitch, just make just get regular stuff. <laughs> But uh, you kind of figure out now where all his money has gone. Why he only has 12 shillings from the Himalayans. It's salt. Oh, what is it? It's salt from baby sea turtles tears. Where did you go that there were baby sea turtles crying? Clearly you have money. (laughs) Had you just, I don't know, saved a little bit and got one or two things. You could have invested in a shop properly and maybe with time gotten more ingredients. This man makes a candy that is basically a roofie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said the same thing to my mom. I was like, did he just drug the security guard? Is that, is that what occurred? Yep. Yeah. Just. Uh, <laughs> I think that was another uh, adult moment where he's like, yeah, it's an experience a night out. First, here's the wine. Then here's the rum where you're having too much fun. And then the brandy and then the whiskey center where you just knock out. It's like you just could have given that man alcohol poisoning. You don't know what he's had to drink tonight. (laughs) But you gave him like five hard liquors right one after the other. I just I thought I thought I did love that plot actually came around. Like I thought it was just going to be a throwaway joke. I didn't expect it to lead into a story arc where you find out that the woman he's in love with is also like. The head of security. <laughs> yeah, for the cartel. The vault. Although I wanted to see her do some karate moves. They they set that up with the like animation where it's like she's like right? a ninja. And then like they don't ever see we don't ever get to see her do ninja stuff. And I was like, oh man, that's a missed opportunity. I like how Noodle even points it out. She's like, What are the chances that these are that they're the same person? She was so excited that they ended up together too. Although this man is clearly like a magician, like, uh, well, uh, not a magician. Well, he's, we, he says he's a magician. I meant like uh, a god. He's clearly a god. The man has a hat that has like a limited space that he has like multiple teapots and things inside of. The cane can do anything. 
to the point where even sometimes when he puts it down, it just stands upright while he's just stand like while he's standing around or he's waiting to use it on something. I'm like, what the hell is it? you're the devil? You're the devil. You're making chocolate using dark magic tree, <laughs> magic tree, <laughs> black magic or something, and you're out here feeding people demon chocolate <laughs> for one shilling. I thought that was also weird. I was like, this kind of giving Mary Poppins vibe. Why didn't he just go live in his hat or something? I mean, I feel like he could have probably forced himself. That is a fair point. He could have done it like Fantastic Beast or something. He just lives inside of his chocolate factory case or something like that. Yeah. It was just like, I just need the factory because I need more space. (laughs) But he had like the whole little factory in that suitcase too, where he's like, here's all my natural ingredients. Where did the rest of his clothes go? If that was in his briefcase, that was his briefcase was all the chocolate stuff. Where were the rest of his clothes? In the I don't think he has the rest of his clothes. I'm pretty sure he just wears the same thing every day. It's the same clothing. He just washes it, I guess. And then you're going to tell me the chocolate didn't melt in his pockets. That you know man is wearing is? the same clothes every day. He, he uses chocolate to clean it. He has a chocolate that's like a laundry, uh, full of laundry, like wash and dry. In, in one, he just splashes on the on the clothing and then it just like, you know, fixes everything. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he smells disgusting. Probably. Because he has like one clothes. And then he, you ever meet those people that like are, I'm going to wear this sugar cookie smelling perfume. I feel like he smells like that. It's like you smell like you ba- you like ran around in cookies and chocolate. And I don't want to be around you because that's such a strong smell. It's going to be too much. So you smell weird, either intensely like chocolate or intensely like you have not washed your clothes in many, many days. Uh, well, also chocolate is weird in this universe where they use chocolate for like, I'm not past just how the chocolate cartel is used, uh, uses chocolate. Also, chocolate is like just a common thing that they just have like in various forms. Cause like at the end of this movie, they're drinking chocolate. And here's the thing, audience. Have you ever drank a cup of chocolate? It's not good. And it's not chocolate. Chocolate milk is milk with like chocolate flavoring in it. Or if you go like the classic route, like, you know, some Hershey's chocolate syrup mixed in, but it's mixed in. You know, the milk is really the base and then chocolate's just a part of an ingredient. These people are drinking just straight chocolate and drinking chocolate. It's just thick. It's hard to get down. Even chocolate milk again, or uh, not chocolate milk, uh, hot chocolate is chocolate powder mixed with milk or water. That's like a good point. And also, even like going back to the Hershey syrup one, if you put too much, it's really rich. Right. And it's not drinkable. And it even kind of burns a little bit because of all the sugar. Like too much sugar will actually burn you. And I've had that experience where I've eaten something so rich. I'm like, it tastes like it's trying to fry my taste buds a little bit. It was so much sugar in it. Um, the whole time I was just like, that's that can't be good. Like they're pouring whole cups of it. I'm like, that's a whole cup of chocolate, pure chocolate. Maybe it's mixed with the water because it goes through the plumbing system. I guess. I mean, it does look, it does have the consistency of something like chocolate milk, but I think that's just because in the movie, the, for the sake it of like, you that know, way. it has to look that way. <laughs> like also, behind the scenes. If you think about it, did they, do you recall if they had walkie talkies on them? 
Because they changed their plans like five times <laughs> in like that end part of how he became alive. How were they able to communicate so well? And they were in so many different parts because they were underneath. And while also this is going on, all in the morning, that one telephone girl is searching for the girl's mom. She called like 105 people. Let's say she just yeah. calls 50 people. Like, she, like after the 50 people, yeah, she just finally finds the one person. And you're telling me also this mom, again, decides not to be like, where's my damn child that I've been missing for seven years? No, okay, I'll wait here at the library for her when the strange dancing man who makes chocolate will bring her by. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to go get my kid. She's been left alone with no this man who talks about orange green, orange green men. <laughs> I, although I like, I'm pretty sure if you were, cause here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they can hold their breath for a long time, but they were in that chocolate for a minute. Like, even if the uh, Oompa Loompa showed up, it's still going to take him a sec to get in the elevator, have it go down, then fly over. Then like pull the lever in order to get them out. Also, they should be dead. They should have been dead. They were also swimming in chocolate. That's again a thick consistency. They can't just like if they breathe that in, they're gonna die. Because that's a thick fluid to fill your lungs, or you know anything. So they would have died pretty quick, pretty quickly in chocolate. Yeah, and also if this was a reserve for this the chocolate cartel to have, they've now kind of contaminated their supply of chocolate with two dead bodies, <laughs> two people clearly who do not bathe often. Uh, you've now contaminated with hair, dead skin cells, dirty clothing, whatever the hell that man's hiding in his hat. A whole household of appliances going on. You've contaminated every single drop. Because you well, wanted also, to, their death to be ironic. I feel like nobody would want it. That's old chocolate. There's a reason when chocolate, like stores and stuff, make their chocolate, they like keep it frozen if yeah. they want to preserve it. If it's old chocolate, and if it's new chocolate, they want to like if like if there's no way to place to freeze it, they more or less kind of just like like either well, keep it frozen so they could sell it again, or if they can't, they throw it out. It's no good anymore. Well. So dark chocolate will actually last, last a very long time. It is That's the, true, it is the milk and sugar that is constantly causing mm -hmm. the chocolate to go bad. However, in the movie, that is definitely not cho dark chocolate. That is milk chocolate. Yeah. That's clearly milk chocolate. So it's like, okay. how like flowy it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dark chocolate is straight dark. So this is definitely milk chocolate, which means you have a dairy product in there. That's going to eventually spoil even mm -hmm. if it's powdered milk. And then you have the sugar that's definitely going to get crystallized, which is that white substance you see on old chocolate. So what you have there, yeah, would eventually lo start looking like powdery stuff going on in that room with the old chocolate. Yeah. Also, the, the, the chocolate's you, not sellable anyway. What are they doing with that reserve anyway? It's implied that they're like, that's what they're using to bribe people. Is like, is that's where the, that's how come they can give the chief of police like so many boxes of chocolate. Um, but my thing is, is I'm like, I mean, there's gotta be somebody who's like, man, forget all this damn chocolate. Where the money at? <laughs> like, like, pay me. That's true. Oh, too. I don't want this. I don't get paid in candy. Do I look like a, a dentine yeah. commercial to you? You can't pay me in gum. 
<laughs> give me the money. Even the cleric gets paid in charge. What is it? They have, again, this is like heavy tones of like the cartel and cocaine. Basically, chocolate is cocaine in this universe. Yeah, basically. Because they have 500 <laughs> monks that are chocoholics. Yep, and they'll do anything for that chocolate. They'll even I murder. Mean anything. They'll murder people. <laughs> Maybe there is white substance in that chocolate. That's the only explanation for what's going <laughs> I, on. That was my joke when, uh, like, uh, the kid, the kid Willy Wonka is like, "Mom, nobody makes chocolate like you. What's your secret?" I'm like, "The secret's cocaine." <laughs> I mean, honestly, they look like they might be in Peru and Colombia, and <laughs> some of the good sources are in those countries. That's be honest. Yeah, the cocoa leaves. <laughs> <laughs> they were once popular, you know, during that time period, uh, I believe Coca-Cola was invented and it was okay. There was That's cocaine true. wine. Cocaine was an anesthetic in hospitals. Yeah. And it, there was also cocaine wine. There was Coca-Cola, the soda using cocaine, you know, so like, it's not that far off that maybe that's why people were like, I'll be paid in chocolate. That's perfectly fine. I could see that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so. Uh, grades. What do you What do you give in this movie as a grade? I'm giving this movie uh, a B. I wish the musical numbers were more memorable. I think they were they were fitting for the movie. They did well where they were placed, and I think all the, you know, they were all in range of what the act, uh, actors could do. However, I didn't feel like any of them were like definitely, you know, one of those musical songs. I'm gonna just start singing off the top of my head or anything like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, but it was still a good film. It's, you could bring your young kids to it and they wouldn't know anything. The teenagers definitely will. They'll definitely get all the reference. They'll figure out <laughs> quickly. But like, if you're trying to take your kids somewhere or like with me going with just my mom, we had a nice time. It's minus the dark tones there. It is still a cute movie. It's very colorful very vibrant um so that was enjoyable there was nothing too dark in it where you were like wow this shouldn't have been in a kid's movie at all you know what i mean or at least nothing too laid out like that and i think it was a cute story for willy wonka i do like the direction they went in with the oompa loompas i think it is feel like a bit of a lie but you know i see what they were trying to do but all in all the movie gave me just such heavy of you know, again, that you die young, you, you die a hero too. You live long enough to see become, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's who he became. He became kind of one of the cartels, protecting his secrets, blocking off everybody, uh, tricking people with contracts like he was strict, not <laughs> trusting children, leading children to almost their death, which is heavily implied in, in the Wonka movies. So, but all in all, it was still just a fun movie to see and not what I was expecting at all. So I, I was pleasantly surprised with that. What about you, Drum? Uh, I'm giving this a, a B minus. I think this movie is a lot of fun. It is definitely a great time for the family. Um, and it's nice to have a Willy Wonka movie that where there's nothing creepy or scary about it. It's just... A fun I think the movie. Bug, the bugs, the eggs, candies. I mean, in, in implication, yes, but you don't actually see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because if this was the Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory movie, you would have seen the bugs hatch or something. And with the Willy Wonka movie, it just would have been Willy Wonka being like, 
super sketchy the whole time of like, come on, like, go oh, ahead, no. take a candy. That's it's true. Like, like, you know, I mean, this is, this is the perfect balance. Everything is whimsical and fun and, uh, sure. and great. And, but at the same time, this movie does have moments that are definitely more serious, more adult, a little more mature, but not to the point where, you know, your kids can't still watch it and understand what's going on. Just that it, it, it like helps make the movie more than what you would normally expect from a movie like this, especially this relying on such an old property that I didn't honestly think we were getting another movie out of, but uh, has like, is doing like, you know, definitely utilizes it. Well, this doesn't feel like a cash grab. This feels definitely like they had an idea. They had, they were inspired to tell a story about Willy Wonka and uh, they executed that really well. So I think, um, you know, this movie is, is a, is a good time. It just, it's just those minor things that keep it from being great. But overall, I think it's an okay movie. Um, and, uh, and at least, you know, for the, for those moments that are like nice and that supporting cast that is really strong, I think that it, it helps make the movie something that you definitely do want to check out. If not in theaters, at the very least, like at home with your kids, uh, sitting down on the couch. Uh, so that is our review of Wonka. Comment below if you're watching this on YouTube. Tell us what you thought. And if you're not, you're listening to this, hit us up on our social medias at the first ones to die on all our social media platforms and tell us what you thought of Wonka. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh, were you in the middle? Did you, you know, take your family to go see it? If you did see it, let us know. Uh, but before we go, as always, socials. Alex, where can people find you? You can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok. You can also find me on the podcast TikTok, The First Ones to Die, where we where I post little clips uh, of our episodes, or things we may be doing, or things I just randomly do sometimes because I get bored. You can also find us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, again, TikTok, X. I don't like calling it that. Um, threads. <laughs> at the first ones to die where we post again updates clips and just things we may be doing without the week trying to update you about our lives and about the podcast as well where are we finding you jerome you can find me at jerome red on instagram and also thinking of other places you can catch uh yeah excuse me catch the podcast that go on over to the youtube channel if you're not already there subscribe please and check out some other exclusive content that you cannot find on the audio streaming platforms stuff like uh mini reviews book reviews gaming content blogs all types of stuff right now we're uploading uh episodes of our monster camp playthrough as well as uh some other stuff that's going up there soon so be on the lookout for some of the extra content and you know like favorite share all those things and also if you want to follow jonathan who was on the episode earlier you can follow him at jonathan keys on twitter instagram wherever you please as he would say uh so you can uh catch him there uh but tune in next week for our christmas special we got some great stuff planned for you probably also going to be dressed up in a little bit of costume you might be a little more festive so you know in honor of the christmas season get ready because we're gonna be doing a full double review we won't tell you what the movies are yet but just know christmas classics you're gonna want to hear what we have to think about them so check that out next week but until then have a good night 
good day, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.